dad and Denny were some amongst many who came to watch the passing out parade at Bacapanyo. Soon every man and his mongrel came to watch cadets stumble on the long march to the Viet jungle. While Christ mumbled as I drew that card, and my mates came and slapped me on the back with due regard. We were the 6th Battalion, yep, next to tour. We did Kangaroo show water before we left, rest assured. Seems half the Townsville turned out to see us leave They lined the full paths as we marched to the key And the papers wrote it up like you wouldn't believe But we were only looking to the future for fast free And there's all of us looking young, strong and clean Rocking slouch hats slung as lies and greens God help me I was only 19 From Bungtown and black helicopters Kinnell pilots seemed relieved And knew he dad when he dropped us Seems like months Running on and off landing pads Letters to dad It's like, man, he's sad But he can't see the tents That we call home Cans of VB Pin-ups of chicks off TV The heat The mosquitoes and the noise Surprising like the first time You see an agent orange horizon So please can you tell me, doctor Why I can't get to sleep Scars left in me At night times It's a jungle Dark and a barking M16 We keep saying Rest in peace, what's this rash that comes and goes? Don't suppose you can tell me what that means, God help me. I was only 19. Sent off on a four week long operation Where every single step could be a last one On two legs it was sort of living hell Falling with the shells, war within yourself But you couldn't let your mates down Till they had you dusted off So you closed your eyes and thought of something else Someone yelled, contact! Another bloke swore We hooked into hours Then a god almighty roared And Frankie kicked to mind The day that mankind kicked the moon God help me it was going home in June. Still see Frank with a can in his hand 36 hour leave in the bar of the Grand And I can still hear Frank A screaming mess A bleeding flesh Couldn't retrieve his legs To see the Anzac legend Neglected to mention Mud the fear, the blood, the tears, the tension Dad's recollection beyond comprehension Didn't seem quite real until it was sent in Chaos and confusion, the fire and steel Heart travel in my back I didn't even feel God help me I was only 19 So please can you tell me doctor Why I can't get to sleep I can't hardly eat And the sound of the channel 7 chopper Still chills me to my feet It still fuels my grief And what's this rash that comes and goes Like the dreams Can you tell me what that means God help me I was only 19 And he saw the passing out parade The Pakapanyo was a long march from cadets And the 6th Battalion was the next to tour It was me who drew the card We can shot water before we left The Townsville lined the footpaths as we marched down to the quay This clipping from the paper shows us young and strong and clean there's me in me slouch hat, in me SLR greens. God help me. I 
was only nineteen. Please can you tell me, doctor, why I can't get to sleep when I hardly eat? And the sound of the piano sound trouble still chills me to my feet, still fills my grief. What's this rash that comes and goes like a dream? Can you tell me what that means? God help me. I was only 19. There you go. That um, track still gives me goosebumps every time I hear it, man. Uh, I was only 19. That's the Herds version uh, covering Red Gum. And then on the album version, they, they got him to do a verse, his verse at the end there as well. Uh, very, very fitting for today's episode, um, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, and you'll hear all about why I've chosen that song. So my shout-outs today are for Two-Way Hire Services. Two-Way Hire Services is your family-owned and operated two-way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge. Uh, whether you need a portable handheld radio, a CB radio for your vehicle, or an antenna, Two-Way Hire Services will keep you connected. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.twhs.com.au. Also, shouting out to Perth Hire. Perth Hire have you covered with honing, polishing, cutting, and drilling hire equipment for all your concrete or construction job needs. Uh, the consumable products are also available. Check them out at Facebook, Instagram, or at www.hireperth.com.au. Uh, also, shout out to Captured by Carlos. He's an Average Man podcast alumni and a local photographer. He's doing uh, landscape shots, commercial jobs, uh, drone photos, small video edits, family portraits, uh, and he's also doing a, a, video edit, a video edit for today's guest, which you'll hear all about on the podcast coming up. Uh, so check him out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, he's got some great shots and great little videos and things on there. So uh, I'd also like to shout out to PCC Productions, the audiovisual specialists up here in the Pilbara. PCC are a company that thrives on making Headland an awesome place to live through epic live events and supporting local musicians. Check them out, Facebook, Instagram, or at www.pccproductions.com.au. And also shouting out to Healthy Warriors. Healthy Warriors is um, the founder of Healthy Warriors, Greg Chamberlain, is today's guest. And uh, you'll hear all about it during the podcast today. So, um, yeah, without any more uh, messing around, we'll jump straight into it. Peace. So, welcome to episode uh, number 37, the Average Man Podcast. I was only 19. It's the name of this episode. Uh, I'll do an intro a bit earlier, uh, a bit later, and I'll put it at the beginning as one of the segments, and we'll have a little intro song there. I've got a nice little spin on I was only 19 by... um, Red Gum, there's a, have you heard of The Herd? Yeah. Australian hip hop group, they did yeah. the like a version oh, years back now. Yeah. They did, a, I was only 19, and then they did an album version of it with Red Gum singing his verse on there as well. Yeah, and right. So a nice little mix, Excellent. nice little spin on it. Yeah. So I thought I'd try to suck that one in as our intro track. We're down the Esplanade here, and with Greg Chamberlain of the Healthy Warriors and Walker of the Gibb River Road. Correct. So um, I heard about you through Carlos, yep. sort of, um, you lean in a little bit there, mate, sorry, we're not going to catch everything otherwise. I heard about you, yeah, through Carlos, and um, you sounded very interesting and inspirational, and um, I thought I'd get you in to enlighten us about, first of all, your, your company, Healthy Warriors, so give us a bit of a rundown. Uh, Healthy Warriors is uh, uh, just a small company that I have that uh, is focusing on um, positivity, uh, encouragement, guiding, uh, and sharing of uh, information and and thoughts um, to better our health, uh, better our lifestyle, 
and better our approach to the way we, we take our steps forward. Um, being a, an ex-soldier, uh, carrying a few issues, uh, PTSD, depression, anxiety, um, I'd felt that uh, I'd slid a long way down the path towards the gate of no return and uh, thankfully I stopped. Um, basically I was uh, in a, uh, a living coma um, for seven, eight years and uh, when I awoke I saw this uh, uh, 133 kilo truck driver that uh, wasn't me. So Walking around in your body. Yeah, walking in my body. Um, so I was like, uh, need to change that and uh, need to change the approach. So I uh, lost 25 kilos um, uh, over a couple of months and then started to work on getting my mindset back and worked my way back from that gate of no return um, to a point where uh, I now am uh, able to share yeah. uh, and, and guide some other people to not walk through that gate. Having walked those shoes yourself, yeah. walked that path yourself, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty close to me as well, that this um, issue, because I, I've got several people in my life who have you know, suffered with depression and anxiety and, and, a, and a bunch of things that go around that as well. You know, So I live with depression myself, but I always say I, I have lived with depression. Yeah. You know, um, and My wife is very open about it as well. So yeah. I think it's important, mate, anything that people can do to create communities and give guidelines and steps and things yeah. like how other people can help get themselves out of it and um, it all starts in the mind eh? the mind and the body tied very closely together healthy yeah. mind healthy body exactly but you need that motivation first to get out and do anything so it starts in the mind and then you know you got to get your body where you want it and then yeah. hopefully the mind jumps in and goes along for the ride as well mate so being, yeah. a, being an ex-soldier it's uh, you know it was very uh, regimented very yeah. structured yeah. Uh, very focused on what I did uh, driven and uh, to lose that uh, mm. after getting out, yeah, um, you know, the big push was oh, I'm never going to do another push up again. Yeah, uh, I'm never going to uh, dig another hole. Yep. Um, but in reality, um, it's instilled in me, and I don't, I didn't survive very well uh, away from not doing those activities. There's a guy named Jocko Willink. Have you heard of him? No. He's American, um, ex marine, and yeah. um, he's got a few books out. And one of his big ideas is that. Um, in discipline is freedom. Yeah. You know, it seems like the opposite seems counterintuitive. Discipline, oh, I have to bloody do this and yeah. I have to bloody do that. But when you have discipline, you have yourself uh, regimen that you follow. Yeah. Um, it kind of gives you freedom for everything else in exactly. your life. Once you get those small things in line, you know, and it kind of it's, a, it's again it's a mindset thing, isn't it? Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Well, once you take care of those little have tos. Yeah. Get up in the morning when you when you say you're going to get your work done yep. and then you're, you're right to go mate for the rest of your day you know you've done the right thing so setting routine setting a routine man yeah. I'm a creature of habit yep. big time so two young kids yep. messes with me a little bit but um, <laughs> you know you, you, you find workarounds for that yeah so. and life that's life learnings the, yeah. you're watching a young person grow Oh. And yeah, and you're growing with that young person, mate. I'm a different person. Experience. Different yeah. person I was five years ago when we first had our, our little boy. So, yeah. um, you say inspiring healthy lifestyles and mindset. So, when did that escalate into walking the Gibb River Road? <laughs> one of the uh, <laughs> one of the ways to to be completely honest, for me to come back to the person I am today, uh, I had to put back in my military thinking. Yep. Um, and reinstill that. Uh, routine uh, and focus. So I needed a goal. Um, one was to lose 25 kilos, which I achieved. 
The second one was um, to be connected with Kokoda. Um, I'd always wanted to do it. Uh, I'd already been in New Guinea uh, as an 18-year-old soldier yep. um, and spent a lot of time over on the western side of New Guinea, um, missing out on the opportunity to go Kokoda. Knowing how much that meant uh, in the military history to Australia, yeah. um, I felt really connected. My grandfather was in the Air Force over in New Guinea, so um, I'm pretty proud um, to to be have had the privilege to be there as an 18 year old, but then to drive and focus as a as a 50 year old yeah. um, to hit that target. So I did 19, uh, 2018. Uh, that was one of my extra goals was to go and do that I did it towards I did the Anzac Day uh, trek so we walked our way to uh, the site uh, did a overlooking Kokoda and did the service um, then walked down to Kokoda in the rest of the day and then finished the trek um, did it with a busted knee mm. uh, broke it two days into the trek <laughs> um, but uh, I took uh, I took it took a long way to come back to that point to be able to get to Kokoda. Yeah. Um, so there was no way I was going to give up. And I've always had a, a no surrender attitude uh, to a life, um, even though I went to the gate. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm really happy that I turned around and come back. So the, the challenge at Kokoda was, even though I'd busted my knee, um, two days in, I still had six days to go. Yeah, so it's a what's an eight day yeah, eight, trip? Yeah, yeah, 100k's over eight days, walking uphill 99% yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, up uh, a gate track, uh, up a uh, muddy, uh, challenging environment, mm. lots of tree roots. Yeah. Um, and then on the downside, it's just probably, steep. Yeah, probably not much easier coming yeah. down, is it? You've got to I did, all the I did most of it backwards going down, cause, really? uh, just to take the, the pressure knee. off the knee. Yeah, yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah, so I did. And I achieved. Um, Duncan Fairley, I think his name's Duncan Fairley. He's an Olympian yep. that uh, um, he crawled it. He's a, a disabled Olympian. Yeah, right. Won hundreds of medals for Australia. Uh, he crawled it. How mad are those guys, mate? Yeah. You know, disabled athletes and stuff, man. It's just, just so never give up. I got him in my head. Um, well, he's just crawled it. Yeah. You're a wanker for not was, having a go. Was that like the year before? or uh, A couple, couple of years, a couple of years earlier. But the um, story is, is told about him. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still on the track. He's the people that uh, still get involved. Yeah. Um, there was cool kids from Kununurra went the year before, 2017, that I uh, sponsored. Um, yeah. So kids can do it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And then obviously the guys themselves in you know during the during the battle. Yeah. Uh, fighting the Japanese, uh, defending the space. Yeah, they wouldn't have been 100 percent healthy. <laughs> no, and to to know that Australia is today because of their actions. Yeah. Um, and Asia is today because of their actions. Yeah. Um, yeah, that really in connected, and um, I can tell you without a word of a lie, I've uh, I did I ran Anzac Day in in uh, 1988 uh, in Anzac, in uh, Papua New Guinea. As an 18-year-old, to go back as a 50-year-old and and be a part of that ceremony, it was a uh, extremely emotional. Yeah. Uh, I'm not religious in any sense. I think there's a big fella upstairs, but um, it was extremely spiritual. Spiritual, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't I don't tell stories and tell believing ghosts or anything, but uh, I can tell you, I definitely had presidents presents yeah. with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they lingered. They stayed with us 
and went and had breakfast after the ceremony. Uh, those spirits or beings or whatever they were, they came with us and, and, in, and had breakfast. And um, I'm talking, I didn't see any faces, but um, to sit, uh, see guys in, in their army greens, which is the dress of the period, um, um, having a tin coffee, sharing a coffee and a, and a cigarette, yeah. um, was wow. And, you know, I cannot tell you, it's hard to believe, but they were there. I had 10 guys um, with us having breakfast, so it was yeah, special. Wow. And, yeah, wow. And a, and a big 10-year round trip to be there. Like, um, Sorry, you were there, 20-year so, Yeah, 30, trip. nearly 30. A big tw- yeah, 98. It's to, a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, mathematics are a little bit off there. You're so, all right. That's a big round trip to be there as an 18-year-old and then back there as a 50-year-old. Yeah. So yeah. I can imagine the, the significance of it. Mm. And I was going to ask what your prep for the Gibb River Road was, but obviously it was Kokoda. So the Kikoda, prep was probably yeah. more leading up to the prep for Kokoda. Um, what, what were you doing in um, preparation for that? Um, I did Everest in 2007 um, as a drunken vet uh, and literally didn't wasn't healthy. Uh, yeah. I was fit. Uh, I was still playing sport, but I wasn't. Uh, I definitely wasn't healthy, and I didn't put a military training regiment into place. Yeah, um, you could just tough it out. Yeah, just, <laughs> and I did. Yeah, Everest was pretty easy. What's to Cons- summit? To summit? Or? To base camp. Base camp. Yeah, yeah, no, it's too expensive to go yeah, to the summit. Yeah, right. Um, and there wasn't a queue then either. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not like today. Um, yeah, apparently it's the thing to do now. Yeah, it's well, money. It's it's a hundred grand at the top and it's five grand to base camp. So yeah, okay. I made the cheap choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Everest was I I didn't really train too hard, but I did it very simply. Kakoda I knew was going to be a completely different trek. I knew it was going to be a different uh, um, mindset, yeah, um, and I needed to be much stronger. So I trained and I went back to basics and and started again, um, running, walking, uh, a bit of gym. Um, and get the mental mental side prepared. That's ninety nine percent of everything we do is mental. Yeah. Um, and when you're not in charge of your mind, it makes it so much harder. So. Yeah. And and being fit and, and going through the motions, you know what you're capable of. You know where you what you think your threshold is, so you know how much further you can push through that. Well, that's my issue. Right? I don't where, I don't know where my limit is. You just keep going. I haven't found it yet. Well, that's good. I did uh, ninety four. I did the SAS selection course. Yeah. Um, uh, 250 guys started, uh, they only took two at the end. I got down to the last half dozen yeah. and wasn't selected. Not not that I was, I was disappointed I didn't get in, but yeah. um, I earned my, in myself, I earned the respect of many, many uh, people from that area. Uh, I had uh, major uh, CEOs and ACs of units um, praising me yeah. on my ability and what I achieved, um, but I never achieved my limit. Yeah, I never, I never you, got you pushed. Go, you, you go further. I still had more to go, and yeah. that's Kokoda was the same. I thought, oh, this is going to be it. This is, yeah, this yeah. is going to be my pinnacle. I did it one-legged. Yeah, it's like it's it's madness to go and walk Kokoda uh, is one step. To go and walk the Gibb River Road um, solo, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, knowing the area really well, being I've spent a lot of time you know like 30 yeah. 20 30 years in the Kimberley yeah right um, so I know and you know Broome Cunanara Wyndham Derby I know all those uh, towns um, I've been up and down the Gibb a hundred times before um, but to never obviously to walk it yeah, um, yeah. and knowing full well that there was uh, an extreme world race um, where some girls got burnt 
Yeah, right. Um, I can't remember the lady's name, but um, she's an inspiration um, to to be badly burnt in that uh, in that event, um, uh, and to survive and to fight, and now to be on the circuit um, communicating uh, positivity and nothing nothing is beyond her ability to. Where was that? Uh, event that she was burnt. Yeah, Kim, it was a Gip River Road. Road. So dr- driving it in convoys or no, no, she was running. There was run, a, it was, a it. it was actually a marathon. How'd she get burnt? Uh, bushfire. What? Oh man. Yeah, and they got surrounded and couldn't get out, um, and she got badly burnt. But wow. Uh, um, there was two of them uh, uh, that got really badly uh, damaged. Um, but she's she's inspiration. Her ability to come back from uh, that extreme pain that mm, extreme yeah. and the uh, mental side of it uh, as well I mean, she's an amazing young you know. lady yeah you amazing. can either you can either shy away from those things and i'm never going up from kimberley's again or in the bush yeah. again or you can really get back into it and, and um face your fears down and, and push past yeah. today, so, so uh, and that's and that's what i want I, there's people it, it doesn't matter how bad your life is it doesn't matter how bad the situation you're in your relationships fail um, they succeed. Your job fails. Your job succeeds. There's, you play sport. You can go to the ultimate pinnacle and be an AFL player, or you can call yourself an AFL player and playing country footy. Yeah. Um, you love the sport. You love the challenge. You love the opportunity. And that's that's what comes with that mindset. If you can drive your positive side. Yep. Um, and become the best person that you can be. Um, you're going to be good at. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, you're going to be good at it. If you're doing it with passion, yeah. you're doing it with... You've got to believe in yourself. And, and that's... Uh, Kokoda was my first step. Um, and, I'm, you know, and I, the objective was to find me limit. Yeah. I didn't find it. Yeah. I couldn't afford to go back this year. I had some friends going over Kokoda doing 100 k, uh, 100 kilometres in 100 hours. 100 kilometres in 100 hours. Yeah, so that's... are 96 kilometres long, the track, yeah. plus... Little bits on either end. Yeah. Um, so they he, they did the race. Uh, there was four of them, um, and they did it in less than a uh, hundred hours, which is outstanding. I chose to do that same race, um, but on the Gibb River Road. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so, so how long was it? How long was the Gibb River trip? So Gibb River itself, uh, Derby to Wyndham, six hundred and seventy-five k's. Yep. The track itself is about six hundred k's. Okay. Um, I started. Nine months earlier, I'd plant, started the planning and uh, had, had visions of a support crew, someone driving a car behind us, uh, or going forward and setting up um, you know, rest stops yeah. um, to have drinks and whatever else. Yeah. Um, that was the planning. Uh, I had eight guys uh, make the commitment, yep, we're keen, we're going to have a go. Uh, come the push to the day, uh, I had no one. No one? No one. Uh, so much so that I drove up uh, the Gib. I left here on uh, finish shift at midnight on Wednesday. Uh, jumped in my car, drove to Broome. Was going to pick up some gear, and then drive straight to Derby. Got held up in Broome for a day. Uh, picked up the gear at eight o'clock Friday morning, and then took off straight to the Gib. Uh, went to Derby, spoke to the coppers, told them what I was doing, and then uh, up the Gib I went and started to drop off my caches. Yeah, uh, which is where I put water supplies and a bit of food, yeah, okay. so I could walk to these spots. Got to the Pentecost. That was my last drop off, and then drove straight back down to Derby. Uh, the guy 
that was going to take my car from Derby to Wyndham, the long way around, yeah. uh, left an hour early. Yeah, right. So I was busted. I was absolutely destroyed. I was like, what? So I, was, I stayed in Derby <laughs> another night. Uh, so what time's it now? What, what day is it? What so that's Saturday afternoon. Yep. So I'm two days into a... Uh, so I, I'd allow 13 days. I'm already two days into the trek. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and I hadn't gone anywhere. you're doing it between break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've taken leave yeah. to... Uh, decide to allow for it. Yeah, you've, got, you've got a window you need to get it done in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I, was, I, I had to reset uh, and just and put it down as another learning lesson. Yeah. Uh, always trust yourself. So um, I went, uh, laid down, uh, Kimberley Caravan, laid on the... Uh, I set out my stretcher and... Uh, you know, the uh, sleeping bag, uh, rested, uh, got up early in the morning and made the decision, that's it, I'm going, yeah. I'll do it this way. And, and so what I did is I drove the car forward, I walked back, and then I hitched the ride back to my car, uh, and I did that uh, for the Gibb River Road, basically. So how far are you driving the car forward? Uh, so I drove um, the best, like I'm really excited about the, the second half. The first half, Derby to... Uh, Mount Barnett's pretty tough. Yep. Um, it's not as it's not as uh, scenic. Yeah, not as scenic and not as um, uh, fresh aired enough. You know, yeah, there's yeah. not a, there's a lot of trees, but they're not close to the road. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's just there's a hell of a lot more cattle at that end of the yeah right at the end of the that river. Uh, sorry, Gibb River Road, that southern end, and it uh, it makes it, it wasn't as exciting. Um, but it set the guidelines. I had a, I had a, I got eight and a half k's in to that leg, yep. and had a big uh, fight with myself mentally. Um, <laughs> and laid, that go down. Yeah, laid down on the in the bush uh, for three hours, and uh, I, it was a very simple. Either I walk back eight and a half k's, be a complete failure, uh, surrender to um, uh, my mind, and and give in to I'm not in charge. Yeah. Uh, lay there and die, uh, which was a possibility. Yeah. Uh, well, the th- the third option was uh, to uh, agree that I'm in charge and uh, that we're going to walk forward. Took that, three hours. That actually um, that actually answers one of my later questions. Was was going to be um, at what point did you realise? Uh, did you think well, how did I get myself into this? And I imagine a voice inside your head saying. It was at this moment Greg realised he'd <laughs> fucked up, and that was three hours in. That was that was eight and a half k's in. Eight and a half k's. Get it done early. That's that's a good way to, to yeah. approach it anyway. Yeah, and it, but but I did. I it after after about two and a half hours of uh, of a genuine uh, fight internally, um, I transformed and I won. Yeah. Um, the Greg that's here today is the one who's uh, yeah got and up. got up and started walking. Um, Mount Barnett was a uh, an absolute uh, uh, godsend, great place for a rest, um, and got some fresh uh, 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 meals in. You know, um, veggies and and uh, some meat. Yeah. Because um, on the walk, ninety nine percent of my uh, Intake was fluids. Yeah, right. Um, I had uh, rations for food. Or yeah, well, meat. I had a lot of I had a lot of uh, noodles yeah. um, there, but to boil up. Yeah, um, but you can't have you can't put food out. Um, yeah, I've got oh, boxes. Yeah. You're leaving rations as you go. Yeah, I'm leaving. So there was a fair bit of tin 
um, there was a fair bit of um, uh, a lot of water. I had nine litre, uh, I'd put 15 600 uh, mil bottles, um, which is about nine and a bit litres worth of water yep. uh, at each of my stops. The first side, the south side, they were 50 k's apart, um, and it was too far. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a big yeah, hole. a big track. Yeah, big hole. Uh, and it was a, it really did pressure. It, it As big a failure that bit was, it was a success because my, the fact that I put my car forward meant I could change yeah. and make adjustments. Yeah. So uh, when I got to Mount Barnett, I completely transformed the way I was going to walk. Um, and we and I shifted um, a lot of the boxes. I'd drive forward and I'd move them into 20k um, spacings, yeah. which in the end was too close because yeah, right. I had lots of water left over, and, and um, which was much better to be more, yeah, to have more a, than less. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what, what, so, what time of year did you do this? April. April. So just, I was yeah, walking. My going. objective was to walk to Anzac Day in Wyndham. Yeah. I'd been a president of the Cunnanara RSL. Uh, I've been a, a lifelong member of Broom RSL um, and had a lot to do uh, with the uh, RSL after my service. But I'd never actually been in a position where I could go to Wyndham. And to go to the Bastion uh, Five Rivers Lookout, yep. um, that's where they do their Anzac Day. Um, so overlooking uh, the Five Rivers as the sun rises... Um, was something I genuinely wanted to have a go at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and short of going to Gallipoli, that you know that that uh, was high on my list. Kakata was extremely high on my list. Um, uh, Wyndham's uh, Anzac Day was part of my wish list. Yeah, right. So um, you got to tick that off. Yeah, along the way. Yeah, bucket list. Yeah. So she was still pretty hot when you did. Yeah, it yeah. Before. It was it, basically the Gibb River still closed. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so there's not a lot of traffic. Um, because of the wet, yeah, closed down from the wet. This particular year wasn't that wet, so yeah. the dry, the roads in pretty not, good. Nick. Not up there, we yeah, had a bit down here, which was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, which Veronica, I was wasn't training oh, while she was here. Yeah, right. Uh, that sort of threw a little rest period in that I wasn't planned. Yeah, and it actually it made it a little bit nervous actually getting out of Port Hedland um, to get up the road. Yeah, um, because the roads were cut. Yeah, um, particularly with the other guy, the other one that was coming in behind it. Yeah, I'm glad um, that didn't make yeah. it for me. Just keep on, yeah. keep on going. We don't need two in a row. But I was going to go, drive, uh, get as far as I could, and hopefully if I could get past Pardue, then uh, I knew I was right to get yep. up yep. further up. So so the Gib stopped at Mount Barnett, um, reset, focused, and then 20 k's uh, were my next drops. And um, I had one of, one of my caches was attacked by dogs. Um, so that, just, that was just a, feral dogs. Yeah, uh, dingoes. Yeah, dingoes. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'd been tracked by a dingo um, on the south side. Yeah, um, big boy. Um, you're lucky. You're, you're probably big enough not to have too much trouble with you know, one or two dingoes that no. would come in too close. But no. you know, they can get a bit. How you going if they they're hungry or? If and being that I'm a chamberlain, it uh, had extra uh, reasoning. Why is that? Well, young Azaria. Uh, many many years ago yeah, in the eighties, yeah. she a chamberlain. She, she was a chamberlain of the same family or just the same name. Same name. Because there are some. They are in this. They're in town. Yeah. Um, the re- relations of of um. The, yeah, the I think the young there. fellow. I think the brothers. Yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. My wife just said the other day she met him. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not related to him. But right. It was ironic that a dingo was. You think maybe the dingoes have got it out for chamberlains, <laughs> mate? <laughs> trying to set you up. <laughs> 
But he, so a big fellow was tracking us. Um, on the north side, I tracked a couple of dogs. Um, I think the I think mum and the puppies got into one of my boxes because uh, they'd eaten, um, uh, bitten into the water bottles um, and eaten all, everything but the the tin. Uh, um, did they bust the water? Did you lose the water? Yeah, they they bit into the and drank the water out of the um, n- most of the bottles. Um, they left me three. And this is when you were at fifty k's apart still. For your water stopped. Uh, this was just yeah. This was uh, changing it from fifty to twenty. Yeah, yeah right. And uh, it was like wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> they left me three, so that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. They didn't like Something. the chili paste. That was uh, with a noodle, so I got chili paste for the next meal. Yeah, nice. <laughs> right, Some dogs do like that. There's a trick you put, um, you make up like chili and Vaseline paste and put it on retic and things like that when puppies are chewing it yep, in the backyard. Yep. My dog, when she was a pup, one of my dogs, she was flogging all of our retic. Just, just, <laughs> just every day I'd come home and there's retic busted up. So I made the big chili paste up in the Vaseline, went through, started pasting on all the retic. Yep. I hear this noise, I look behind me, she's coming through systematically licking all the chilli paste off all the retic and then she finds the tub and starts getting stuck into that but oh, I'm just buttering it up for her now mate she thinks she's doing the right thing she's a bit of a freak but hmm. yeah. so 50k's apart you changed to your 20k's apart that's much better and that was the better leg of the journey you, you wanted yeah, to do as well so, so. this I'd, and you I'd, must feel like you're going downhill a little bit by the time you hit that second leg uh, well I was actually I became match fit yeah. Putting an army, yep. army, uh, a sporting analogy to it. Yep. Um, I knew that I was going to get fitter as I went on the trek, uh, and I knew I was going to get longer in my abilities. Um, but I didn't. Uh, my guys that were doing the Anzac um, trek, uh, doing the 100k race, um, was on the back end, and I, I, uh, I went up to Home Valley on the Thursday before Good Friday. Um, I'd teed up with Alan Bray station that I'd walk back to them from Home Valley, so that's 118 k's. Yep, right. Um, I drove my car forward, and, and this is where the story just takes it to a whole new level. Um, uh, I drove my car forward to Home Valley. It was closed, but they opened the opened and let me in, um, parked my car, and I met a young fella. Um, my PTSD issues uh, stem from uh, some experiences and in the military um, one of those experiences was being uh, at high range when uh, the two helicopters Blackhawks crashed in 1996 wow. and we lost uh, a number of servicemen yeah uh, I lost a mate I knew a bloke on the chopper yeah um, uh, and yeah I'd, 1994 I'd done the selection course so there was potential that I would be a part of that close to home yeah, yeah. I would have been right there not let alone being at high range already um, at where it all happened so it was quite a quite an experience um, so I've been carrying that as a bit of a side issue for myself I get to Home Valley and uh, they offer us uh, you know, a bit of um, cold meat and salad before I walk back to Alambra yeah um, a young fella's looking after us and, and he's you know he's, uh, he's in his 30s 20 28 or something, yeah. you know, late 20s. Um, and we, have, we sit down and have a chat. And I'm eating the cold meat and salad. And he says, oh, what are you walking for? And I said, oh, I'm, ra- I'm raising awareness for PTSD for soldiers and um, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've tra- travelled a very bad path and I'm coming back. And um, I think I'm in a position that I need to raise awareness um, for the government to understand that 
guys out in the uh, bush that are ex-servicemen and women are still just as important um, as the guys that are offering because we've all signed our life away to our country. Yeah. Um, the, we're just the lucky ones that come home. Yeah. Um, we've got to deal with that, and it's not just a handshake. Thanks very much. See you later. Yeah. So this young fella, uh, young Daniel Ellis, um, opens up to me, and uh, his dad was on the helicopters in 1996. No way. Yeah. Um, so he was three at the time. And that just all went, the whole, everything just fell into place. Yeah. Um, so spending an hour and a half with him there um, just lifted me to a whole new level. Um, oh, determination. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I think I got there uh, 11 o'clock. I think we parked my car and we set up, we had a bit of a chat. I think I was back out the front gate at quarter past three. Um, and I did the next um, uh, 23 kilometres in about five hours. Which is obviously pretty quick. What's, how much of an improvement is that on your time before? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I was like, night and day. I could tell you, yeah, yeah night and day. Yeah. Uh, I did, um, Home Valley to Allenbrae's 118 k's. Uh, I did 100 k's in 69 hours and 35 minutes. That includes sleep. Yeah. Um, and I and I stopped walking about uh, seven eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And I wouldn't start four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Just um, sun sundown. You, you yeah. I just basically was walking. Yeah. yeah. I had a full moon, and I and to be completely honest with you, um, I did all my planning to walk at night because it'd be cooler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and everything else. Um, but it just the way things happen. I just got into a zone and yeah. I walked. Yeah. Uh, during the day, and I just and I kept getting faster and faster, and um, straight yeah, out. It's of, hard to sleep at day, during the day in the heat as well. Yeah, but you can get shade, but then shade moves, and uh, yeah. And there was all those issues that I was processing, and yeah. um, uh, like there's some amazing experiences with animals that I'll, I'll tell you a little bit um, down the track. But to walk out of Home Valley is straight uphill, right? Like it's. There's, there's about five k's that just go straight up, right? And and you're looking back at the uh, Pentecost, then you're looking back overlooking um, the ranges. They're just it's it's such a it's a, such a beautiful place. Um, the fact that it wasn't a lot of water in you know it wasn't a wet season um, didn't detract from the beauty. It didn't yeah, it's still it's still pretty. All right, the Pentecost was muddy. Yeah, um, she wasn't. Fully flowing big blue river, but um, geez, it was still just special. And yeah. to be able to, and just, and I, I actually, I can honestly tell you, I, I, I just went, I went like a rocket up the hill. Yeah. I just, I could, because I'm meeting Daniel and having that conversation, you fire up your ass. I just went. I can't believe that, that for a coincidence, mate. Like, uh, yeah. I, my, the way I, I, I balance my mindset is there's a kid's game that you put in your palm of your hand and it has the uh, five ball bearings mine there was, you can get three four five mine had five ball bearings in, in my mindset and you you pivot the balls to fall into holes yeah and yeah. in the picture is a clown or a yep. famous place anyway um, when all the balls are out I'm pretty screwed up yeah. you know and 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 that would have been the seven, eight-year period. All the balls were out. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't even... Every time I got one in, 
it'd fall back out trying to get in the second in. Yeah, yeah, um, right. That challenge. Yeah. When I got to Kokoda, I'd had three, three out of the five. Yeah. So I was still, I was still fighting myself. I was still fighting the the demons, but um, you had I was heavy. I was getting there. Yeah. I was getting there. Um, when I did the gib, and I and I started the gib, I was still at three. When I got to the second half of the gib, I was at four. Yeah. Uh, meeting Daniel, Alice. Um, uh, not only did it put the fifth one in, but I can turn the bastard upside down, and they don't fall anywhere. out. Um, Where'd you come up with that analogy? Is that something? Did you, did you come up with that analogy? Yeah, that's me. That, yeah, yeah. That's uh, my marbles. You, know, everyone says you're you marbles. Your marbles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, that's my marbles. Yeah. I, and I put it into that. And I've got mine's got a clown face, and I yeah, I'm not, I'm not afraid of clowns. You don't like but them. it was like they're all around town always, at the moment. <laughs> they're always laughing at you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, like stop something. laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mocking. Yeah, always mocking us. Yeah. And it's and it's like well. That was my that was my drive. I needed to get the balls back into place. Yeah. Um, and I didn't ever ever think for one second that I'd cement them and be able to turn yeah. it upside down. Yeah. Um, but Daniel, the conversations that I had with him uh, instilled belief in everything that I that I signed my life away for. The gov- the government. All right. I came back and shook hands and thanks very much. Have a nice day. And off to Civvy Street you go. Um, we can't send soldiers back into Civvy Street. As in just back to normal civilian yeah. life? Yeah, as yeah. if nothing happened. Yeah. Um, we're trained to kill. We're trained to, um, to take it to a whole new level and, and then to just go turn it off. Yeah, you're living life turned up, yeah. right, cranked right up, and then you can come back into the normal day-to-day life and, and get a normal job and, and just have normal interactions with people. And exactly. Getting pissed off because you cut them off in traffic or they, you know, yeah. cut you off in traffic and... <laughs> coming here today, coming here today. I was riding my bike here today, and uh, coming up into a, the new Roy Hill Road, and we and we buddy uh, coming back into the single lane, and a tourist passed me <laughs> at the at that junction, and I was, and there was a truck coming, a quadray train coming, and I was like, "Are you serious?" I had to look, and then he did the same to the quadray train in front of us. I was like, no. "This guy's on a death wish." But anyway, that's his loss. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, 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 I think um, the army, the army, did such good things as a, as a young man. Um, uh, build men. The army builds men. Yeah. Okay, and women. As women, don't forget the women are in there. Um, you mean builds character? Is what you say? Yeah, yeah. It, but it stills discipline, self belief. Yep. Uh, if it gives you. A, uh, an ability to do anything you want to do. Yeah. An elite footballer, um, and being an Aussie Rules supporter uh, on the West Coast, good win. Uh, yes, that. <laughs> uh, but an elite footballer, when he retires, he goes and plays country footy. Yeah. He doesn't stop playing the game that he loves. Yeah. Um, and then eventually he becomes a coach. And he stops. Finally, stops playing. Um, I still play footy at forty-eight. Yeah. Um, you're not soldiering anymore, but no. But I can't, I can't, can't give that up. And that's where the trekking comes in. It just, Pushing yourself, yeah. finding something else to commit to, and going to have yeah. a discipline and a mission yeah. and a goal. And you know who else has a lot of the same troubles? I'm a massive uh, MMA fan. I love all, yep. com- all combat sports, MMA in particular. And um, fighters have that. You know, they don't know when to retire yeah. because they 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 can't go back to normal life. They're living life, putting their you know their health on on. Um, 
at, at risk in front of all these people, living at turn up to 11. Everyone knows your name, you know, and all this. And then you've got to just retire and go back into normal everyday life. Shamrock and Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just don't know when to stop. No. Well, Chuck Liddell, yeah. He, yeah. Just, they just, he just fought again, and it's like, man, you know, it, it's hard for them if they don't know how to, where to channel it, how to put it back. Some of them become really successful coaches or work yep. at other gyms. Others, other guys have, you know, have their head on their shoulders and they have other business ventures that they can go yep. and throw themselves into. But, you know, 80, 90% of them don't know what to do with themselves. And I think the same goes for soldiers as well. Yep. What do you do when you come back to normal everyday life? Thing Like you say, handshake, thanks for your, for yep. your service and um, go, go find something to do with your life. Go back to your family, your kids, and, yep. and be a dad. And you go... Yep. How do you do that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's tough. And camaraderie ship, you, you miss Yeah, lose it, brother. Yeah. You, you've, you've put absolute trust and faith, and this is, you've led me to a, a point. Um, you put your trust and belief in you and the person that's going to have your back regardless. Yeah. Um, and you truly believe in each other. You know, yeah. you're heading in the same direction, but um, you know for a fact that the shit hits the fan, um, the guy's going to have your back. And a guy, girl, doesn't matter. They're going to have your back. Yep. Come to Civvy Street, they look at you, smile, and you shake your hand, and they're stabbing you in the back. back it's and all it, politics, and yeah. everyone's trying to get a leg up. And, and I've heard a lot of soldiers, um, ex-military as well, say that they, those relationships they form are even stronger than they are with their wives and, and their families and things like that because of, you know, in, in, in a, it's a different relationship, but it can be a lot tighter because of the situations that you're living in and because it's life or death, you really have to have each other's back. You'll give your life for your... For your section in your squad yeah. um, the person who's got your back you'll, get, you'll sacrifice your life um, as we offer to sign our, away our life to our country that's exactly what we do to those guys yeah. um, New Zealand, Australia we have an amazing relationship um, big brother Australia little, little sister New Zealand <laughs> uh, however on the sporting field we're extremely passionate and, and driven and how the Kiwis keep beating us at rugby, they've got me stuffed. Well, mate, they're bloody good. But side by side, we're brother in arms yep. in any other conflict. Yep. You know, take it off the sporting field, we're mortal enemies, yep. but you put us together, um, we'll defend each other to the hill. There's sports like that around the country as well, isn't it? Yeah. State by state, and then you know, city by city, just exactly. district by district. Yep. You turn on each other for that competition's sake, but then yep. when it comes to it, mate, we're all, we're all yeah, under the same banner in the end. Exactly. And, and the Kiwis are in there too, mate, when it comes to That's it. Yeah, that alliance. That, uh, that Anzac spirit is, is... It is there. It's a bond that we just cannot break. Yep. And that's what, that's what soldiering is. Shake your hand, thanks very much, see you later. Yeah. That bond isn't in Civvy Street. Yeah. We're all... It's all one, on, one for all out in Civvy Street. Yeah. And it's yeah, it tough, is. you know? Purple circles. There's purple circles oh, in mate. Port Hedland. Yeah, there really um, is. And it doesn't... It doesn't... Port Hedland can be so much bigger. Yeah, and so yeah. much better. It's split up into its little groups. And yeah. and unfortunately, that's that's our issue. That And until we figure out to bond and create uh, unity in the community, yeah. um, Port Hedland's not going to grow. Yeah. And we can, we can have all these issues and, and we can single them out to, um, you know, the coppers are all in town at the moment and, and running amok. I can tell you, they do this every year. Yeah. Um, and they're on, a, they're on a pilgrimage north just to remind everyone in the state that that they're here, they've got that, a presence. Yeah, they have a presence. Yeah. Um, and that's a standard. Same as the scalies for the trucks. Scalies are nailing all the trucks at the moment. What are the scalies? Um, main roads. They they do uh, check the serviceability of vehicles yeah, right. uh, using the main roads 
of WA, so yeah, okay. and, and Australia. So um, the scalies are nailing all the trucks at the moment, which yeah. is good. Keeps everyone in check, makes sure everyone's it. doing things the right way, exactly. and not carrying too much load, getting your brakes and everything. Keep you know, Correct. keeps it safe. Yeah, um, and it makes it safe for but the other road when, users. Hassle when it's going on, hey? Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. challenge, and, yeah. and we get there are cowboys still. Yep, in the trucking industry, um, and hopefully they're catching them one by one. Yeah, um, and that's good. I don't have a problem, and I'm saying that as a truck driver. But a lot of it probably comes from pressure at the other one end or the other, hey? And the truckies just trying to do oh, what they no, can, or nah, no, some of them wide just that way. won't spend the dollar and keep their truck serviceable and safe. Yeah, right. Um, we're all road users. Yep. And I guess in that analogy, we're all Australians. Yep. Um, but. A soldier and a and a and a and a uh, um, a shy worker, we're all still Australian. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We got to be good at our job. We got to be good. We got to be good at our task, whatever it is we're doing. Yeah. Um, and we got to showcase our best yep. as individuals. Showcase your best to one help the business, whatever that business is, defending your country, running a shire. Yeah. Uh, or two, create um, unity. Yep, a got a bunch of guys working as one in the same direction is so much easier than doing it solo. Yeah. and f- constantly yeah. fighting Pulling different directions. Yeah, and not constantly fighting. Headway. Yeah, that's that doesn't help us in any way. No, it doesn't. And that's and that's what Daniel going back to the gib. That's what Daniel instilled back into me. Whether he, this young man, I asked him up front, what did the army do for him? Yeah, you've been three years old. You've lost your dad. Yeah, that's a massive, massive pain that you have to go through. Yeah, but what did the army do? Because I, I worry about what the army does for us after. And he told me, um, till he was eight years old, legacy looked after him. And I was like, oh, outstanding! That legacy is such an important part of uh, life, and we should all fundraise um, because soldiers, uh, navy, air force. Um, uh, and the coppers uh, and the fireys and the ambos, they're all in the they same all boat. They with that PTSD. Yeah. Um, but to have where someone loses a, a parent, um, to have that support organisation such as Legacy um, is really, really important. And, and Are they independent? Are they government funded? Or how does that completely, work? Completely, completely independent. Independent. Um, so and they it's, work on funding. Yep. And it's fundraising. Yep. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, so they looked after him till he was uh, eight. Yep. And then he told me what really, really, really took me to um, the happy place is the the unit down in Perth, um, the SR, Special Air Service Regiment, they looked after him through to his uh, adulthood. Yeah, right. Um, so they, they, they helped guide him, they helped uh, get him through his schooling, they helped him step forward. And that made me... Escalate my my drive, my passion, yeah. and cemented that fifth ball. But this is still not government agencies. Correct. That's the that's just the unit itself. They are a brotherhood. That is a family. So this is what you're talking about. The government aren't putting the money forward and, and, and no. taking care of these things. They're putting it there. While I was well, on no. the walk, um, the now elected, uh, re-elected prime, uh, prime minister uh, Scamo. He uh, he offered during the campaign uh, two hundred seventy million dollars for PTSD for veterans. Right, outstanding. What needs to happen though is two hundred million of that needs to go in the bush. 
Yeah. $70 million gets shared between the capital cities. Yeah. $200 million bucks goes out in the bush. Yeah, where there isn't any, those services available. That's it. Yeah. We, everything gets offered up. Um, he also offered uh, $2,000 funeral cover for veterans. Outstanding. But it costs five thousand dollars to get buried in Port Hedland. You shouldn't be paying anything for yeah. This is the dollars to get buried in Port Hedland. I've yeah. spoken about that before on here. But as that's well. that's the thing. We've got to balance it out. It might cost a thousand dollars in Melbourne to get buried. Yeah. But it doesn't cost that out in the bush. Yeah. For whatever reason, Poli- uh, and I'm and I'm not political politicising it. I'm just saying that there are different price ranges around Australia for whatever reason. Yeah. What we need to do as a as a community and as a country. Um, is that $270 million, outstanding, but send 200 out into the bush to get the services to where the people, because that's where the country's going to grow. Yeah. Your capital cities are already overloaded. They're not going to stop growing. No. Yeah. But they've got all the services and yeah. everything available. And the money's to... getting pumped into them yeah. as well from all different directions. Exactly, at all levels of government. Yeah. But the bush gets left behind. Yeah. And you've got people that live out the bush and you want your country to grow. You want your country to expand. You want your country to um, create new industries and opportunities for the future, for our kids and the grandkids and their kids and so forth. To get to that point, you've got to start putting the money and the focus back out to the people that are there. Yeah. And those, those people that are there are ex-soldiers, yeah. are ex-Navy, are ex-Air Force, they're ex-coppers, they're ex-fireys. They are the same people that are volunteering and looking after these communities. Yep. Yeah. They can only volunteer for so long. Put the money in there to get people in. So you get fresh blood, one, get youth, two. Yep. And and it's not all a burden on the same bunch yeah. of volunteers. Yep. Yeah, and the, the, the community vibe in, in general is something that I, I feel really strongly about as well. Uh, I know that Port Hedland is trying you know, to become more of a more of a community, more of a town feel, and then you can't help but feel. I went to Carrara a couple of weeks ago, and we're, we're behind the eight ball here. Oh, you know, forever. We are, and I love Port Hedland, mate. I'm here for a reason. Hmm. You know, I think that the the coast that we've got, and the way this place is set up, yep. it is it is awesome. And, and even though there is separate little communities, there's some really great communities here. But we're behind the eight ball. Yep. And I think Big Brother across the road maybe not helping us a little bit with um the way they're setting things up. A lot yep. of fire work being pushed onto people and um. It, it's it's across the whole board the way it needs to be a community it needs to be a yep. town that people live in it needs to be parks and schools and funding for the you know South Hedland Senior High School is a shithole that yep. can't be the case it's the only high school in, in that's all we've got that's all we've got yep. people don't want to send their kids there so they either leave or they send their kids to boarding school that's yep. not what a community no. is about you know no. and it, it's across the whole board and this and this is why I walked the Gibby River Road yeah uh, I had to raise awareness for the, PTT, the PTSD issues, I'm a survivor. There are others that aren't surviving. There's veterans that are living homeless. There are veterans living in caravans. I'm lucky. I live in a caravan. There's veterans that are um, absolutely destitute. I've been bankrupt. I'm fighting my way back. Mm. I'm, I'm back into a, a, an opportunity where, um, you know, I've lost houses and wealth. Um, I've wore suit and ties and worked in ivory towers. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I went back to the bush where I'm comfortable, where I'm relaxed, where I can actually put um, uh, all my skills and all my drive and all my ability into making the bush a success. Yeah. Um, that's that's what needs to be done is identify and raise the awareness to the issues, 
put the services out and support out to help those. And because, uh, as well, you, you obviously got a set of skills and a mindset, and just you, your general personality. You said you've been down to the dark, you know, down to the mm. gates, but in your general approach to life, you're obviously a guy that's going to land on your feet and get things done and push forward. Not everyone has that same uh, character about them. Some people need more help than others. There's other people who... And that's what Healthy Warriors does. Yeah, people. some people need that structure, that framework yeah. to then attach to and they can build themselves and grow and help the community back. Not everyone can do it from scratch. Exactly. You, know? you can't all be elite AFL players playing on uh, for West Coast Eagles, but you still can be an AFL player and be the best player that you can be playing for South Edelman. We've had all the clubs leading right down to, exactly. to your kids' clubs. There is no AFL. You need all those feeder clubs. You need the general culture and exactly. the buzz around it. You need all, you need all that around. That and if you, if you provide, and this is what I'm doing, I'm bringing positivity to the table, and I'm bringing, like, there's always a negative. There will be always someone, and you've watched over the last 20 years of, of um, federal uh, politics, there is, they do not, it's left and right. No. Negative, positive. Um, you're right, I'm wrong. There's no middle ground. There's mate. nothing in the middle. That's where we need to go. We need to go back to forget the negative. Let's work on a positive outlook and go, this is the direction I want to go forward. This is how I'm going to help. I'm going to help that kid become a, a cricket player and I'm going to start teaching him at six years old and hopefully by the time he's 12 he's got some skills Someone else will pick up the twelve-year-old kid and take him to the next level. And, and those those skills are also um, you can attach them to other endeavours yep. in life. You know, you can you can you can uh, work hard at sports your entire life or whatever endeavour it is, and you can get yep. to a certain age where you decide this isn't the path I'm going to follow. But those skills transferable, yeah, transferable exactly. skills. And that's skills. where the military, the skills and the brain set and mindset of of uh, military people that are so well trained and so well disciplined and so well driven can transform into any business. Yeah, so why are they not looking after their investment if you want to let from exactly. a money point of view? Look at it look at it that way, letting them just bang, letting them off the off the leash and run free and that's a lot yeah. of wasted training and money, just you know, not being looked after, not being redirected, where can these skills be used? Exactly. Set up leaders in the community to help build it up like yourself, yeah. you know? There should be some funding behind it, you know, you're yeah. absolutely right. And that's and that comes you know, um, that comes all the way across Mum and dad, yeah, the soldier mum and dad is is very strong, um, and he'll push, and it's a push with love. It's not a push with um, you 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 have to do this. It's a push of love to go. Well, here's my kids. They're going to go in this direction. What sport do you want to play? No worries, play them all. Yeah. Oh, hang on. You want to be you want to be a mathematician? By all means, have a crack. Yeah. If you if that's where you're leading, if that's where you want to have a go, and like you said. They get halfway there and go, nah, I really don't think I'm that, uh, you know, I'm going to be an engineer well, digging off. Transfer those skills over yeah. that same mindset. To, that's something I'm learning as a parent as well, um, how to encourage my, my daughter's still only quite young. She's three at the moment. I'm not quite three. So she's... Going know, on 27. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she seems to think so. My boy's really, he's, he's five in, a, in about a month, so he's at that age. He really needs to start getting involved in things, sports yep. or, or whatever it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. I've tried to encourage him a few different directions. Um, I missed out on the team sports yep. uh, culture growing up. You know, my dad was real busy doing a hundred other things, and our older brothers. And by the time it got to me, I, that just you know wasn't a huge focus in our house. 
so it was hard for me to get involved in team sports. By the time you get to school and everyone else can kick a footy and you can't, yeah. and you go kick it and it goes off in the bush and everyone laughs at you, it takes a lot of courage to yeah. get in there and have a crack. So I bounced through different team sports before I found martial arts, skating, surfing, yeah. all those kind of music, things that, I, that I'm passionate about. But I just want to give him the best opportunity to find whatever. Try everything. Try everything. It might not be sports for him. I know he's really keen on, on his art and drawing and things like that. What, whatever it is, music, yep. something. But we'll try everything, have a crack. And you've got to learn those social skills of being involved in these um, public yep. endeavours. You know, competition against other people. That, that's that's um, really important to grow from a young age. But just finding a way to help encourage him and grow in, in certain in directions. It's, um, it's learning on the fly, big mm. time, man. You don't want to push your... Um, ideas and insecurities onto a kid because I never did this or I want you to do this it's really hard to kind of guide and not push and that's uh, something you just have to they're figure all, out on the go we're all individuals yep and they're individuals when they're three yeah they and are they, and they transform themselves into adults um, yep. in their direction they want to go all you can do as a parent is is guide them give them a path mm. give them the support give them the direction uh, I can't help you with that son um, but I'll send you to this school. Yeah. That'll help you get in that direction. Yeah. Um, mum and dad get... They do more homework for the kids coming home from school yeah. than the kid does. Yeah. And it's like... And, they, and and yet the school has pupil, pupil free days. It's yeah. like, yeah. what's that all yeah. about? Yeah. When we were kids, the homework was your homework. You had to do it, learn it and grow it. Um, and that's how you become... Um, I guess self-discipline is, is instilled in me from the military... I was a. I, my dad left when uh, when I was ten. Um, I was always going to join the army since I was seven. Yeah, right. Um, I had one grandfather um, in my life um, who was was in the military. My, the other one had passed on. Yeah. Um, but where did I get all that drive and passion from? Where did I get all this belief and ability to go and walk the Gib River Road, go up Everest, go do the um, Kakata? Yeah. Um, it all grew from a want to be the best that I can be. Yeah. I've been to the ivory towers. I made lots of money. Yeah. Um, and I've come back, and I'm back as a as a, 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 a I say the bottom of the pile, but that's the bottom of my pile. It as a blue collar worker, mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready now to go. Well. I know all the skills that I've learned in between. Yeah. Um, I know that I am now all the marbles are all set yep. in cement, that I can step back up into any role and and lead, guide, encourage and develop other people to be their best and create a unity in whatever if it's if it's a sporting team, it's a community uh, business or it's a community as a whole. Right. Um, I'm not afraid to to sit here and talk to you on a podcast. Yep. Ten years ago, when I was completely lost, all me lost every control of everything. Uh, you wouldn't have got me close to having a chat. Yeah, yeah. Keep but, things close to your chat. But the army trial, the army trained and guided me to be a leader. Um, they gave me the skills to present. They gave me the, the skills to speak. Um, when I trained to be a, a corporal. Um, <laughs> One of the, the I was up in Darwin at the time, and I was in a, 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 a secret squirrel world, and there was lots of fences. Yeah. Um, and there was uh, very large lampposts uh, on the outside of those fences. I was standing at one corner, two hundred metres to the lamppost, and 
to, to project orders and, and directions and things comes from deep within yep. your belly. Yep. Um, it's not your throat. Diaphragm. Yeah. yeah. So yep. you've got to use all that skill to bring it and project it out. And, to, and I was yelling instructions at lamppost to move. Yeah, right. And I can assure you, <laughs> Did they it move? moved. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second, you may. I'm going to stop and restart the recording so we can flow in. You just said you're, you're, um, you can tell you're sitting in a truck all day because you're good at having a yarn, getting things out off your chest, mate. That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping, you know, you never know with people. I figured you'd have a good story to tell. Um, you never know how much you're going to have to prod and poke and, mm-hmm. and, draw, and draw the story out of some people. Uh, not like I've done a thousand interviews, mate. I've done a handful of them at the moment. But um, it's good when you get someone who's, who knows what they want to say. They've got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of things here I won't even bother going over because I don't need to. We're, we're, we're hitting them all anyway. So yeah. that's good, man. These are just questions to, to draw this, this sort of stuff out of you. Um, one thing I will I will touch on, I know it's part of what we're talking about anyway, is you've got a little um, a video, I guess it would be a documentary, uh-huh. yeah. something that, that Carlos is, of Captured by Carlos, is editing for you. Yeah. So what's the, the footage, who took the footage, how much do you reckon you've got, and, and when, when's that going to be coming out? Alright, so um, I took a heap of photos, when I did Kikata, um I tried to, like I'll, I'll, I'll go back a step, um, when my uh, second marriage failed, uh, ended, um, uh, she got what she wanted out of all the house stuff and then all my possessions went into storage. And I was, I was on a slide, um, sliding into my living coma. Um, the bill for the storage wasn't paid, so the storage company uh, sold off my entire life from before I was 40. Um, so, and that includes my grandmother's um, uh, history. I had a lot of her stuff Ellen. as well. Yeah, all of it's gone. My military background, my photos, my stories. Uh, the my I'm a satellite engineer by trade. Um, all of those documents and knowledge and proof is gone. Oh, um, some opals. <laughs> I had I, I gathered a lot of wealth and and trinkets and history, um, but a lot of photos because we didn't have. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of digital media now. Yeah, yeah. We, in the old days you actually had to have a little Instamatic and take snaps. Yeah. Little box brownies. No, there's a lot of, different, <laughs> lot of things from 10, 15 years ago that are completely different now. Um, so I lost everything. Um, so uh, when, I, when I came back, I, I was like, shit, I've got to create a life for my grandkids to understand who I am. Um, so I, I went off to Everest, um, the camera froze. Um, electronic gear doesn't work up Everest very well. Yeah, right. Um, so didn't get a lot of footage up there. Uh, Kakata, it's like, right, I'm going to set up, carry a camera and take photos. But I busted my knee. Um, and Freehand, and on. Yeah, and it was, yeah, so not a lot of photos. Other people took photos of the trek, and I've got a, a good set there. And then I was like, nah, I've got to I've got to get better at this again. So yeah. the gib, uh, I took my iPad and my iPhone, and I bought a, a solar charger. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, solar charger blew up because oh. it was from China. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, That's eBay. Cheap, yeah, cheap, cheap bloody <laughs> thing. So it didn't really charge the phone or anything. So, um, but the advantage advantage of of doing it completely solo, I jump in my truck, drive forward, I'd be charging me phones. Yeah. And me iPad. So I got heaps of photos, and I did heaps of little videos, um, short videos that uh, hopefully shows the highs and lows of the trek yeah. uh, and what I experienced and what I saw and, um, and hopefully 
tells the story of my journey on yep. the on the track, and it needed to be tied together. Um, and working fourteen hours a day, um, uh, you know, five days a week, trying to fit in uh, time to do all that, and I'm not very good oh, at it. I don't know what you're like on the computer, mate. But everything takes me yeah. just ages. It's a struggle. <laughs> I used to be good, but uh, the, the software's got that fast. I don't, I can't find things anymore. Yeah. Um, and Callis will, will vouch for this. Uh, it's taken me a week to get all this stuff to him. Yeah. When it should have been done last Saturday. Yeah. In in the old software, it used to be able to do that. But anyway, no. so Callis is. I, I went and met him last week, and and uh, I got a lot of feedback. I wanted to keep it local. I'm very big on country businesses yep. and supporting as much as you can. As long as they don't rape and pillages, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll support local business in in, in any way. Callis, uh, what a fine young man. Yeah. Um, I suggested to go and talk to him. I, I teed up a meeting and we 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 set up uh, set up a meeting last weekend. Um, we've had a really really big chat. Um, he's gonna. I've seen his work. And uh, really impressed. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. good, good young fella. Good, um, good work ethic, mate. He's got yeah. a lot of mindset, you know. And, and we're on the same journey. He's he's travelling a, a path back as well, uh, um, and he's telling his story his way. Yeah, um, which is very similar journey. We're we're travelling in parallel down a path. Yeah. Um, he, he's got his little quirky bits, and I got my quirky side, and we're travelling in a in a similar direction. I thought this was a good fit, and I thought this is a man that can transform all my photos and my little videos and put them into a into a movie um, to tell a timeline. Yeah, capture the essence of the journey. And yeah. The story too. Um, so he's busy. Uh, I finally got the last of the videos across to him last night. Um, so he's busy trying to put all that together. Um, he's asking questions, and and uh, I'm sending uh, a bit of a, ver- a video to him. Uh, answering those questions, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna take the audio and put it over the top. Yeah, um, hopefully it all works outstanding. Um, and build a video. Um, hopefully it's not a three hour journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Gilligan, um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's a, uh, a, a it's a very good story and it helps carry the awareness so that I can take this to the next level. So I can take this to. Um, the state government, take it to the federal government, take it to um, the RSL uh, and and take it so that we can build the awareness and get the, the, the issues dealt with from a perspective of these are actually veterans. Yep. We've, got, we've got a Premier in this state who's a veteran and he's, he's implementing changes that are really having a major impact on coppers. Yeah, okay. Um, which I find... A bit of a hypocritical action mm. from a from a veteran who who needs who knows what it takes to offer his his service to his country. And you think that's just because the doing things for the coppers is a little bit more in the public eye, a little bit more sort of um, uh, wins, wins you the votes. Too many, yeah, too much politics. Yep, yep. Uh, instead of actually focusing on the reality, yep. um, he should be um, vouching. Yeah, for he should be fighting for him. Yep. you know, um, as a veteran. Yeah, a, a veteran understanding, and that's and that's all I want to see. I, I want to see Department of Veteran Affairs be run by veterans. Uh, I want to see well, yeah. ministers of Veteran Affairs be veterans. Yeah. I want Department of Defence to be run by defence um, so that people that know, you know, they're not just 
uh, guys that have been in uni for 20 years, they're actually guys that have actually had on-the-ground experiences um, and understand what it meant to be, represent their country, represent their, whatever the role is, um, and that's really important. And if I can make this video uh, tell a story, um, and, uh, well, I, I'm, I know Callis will make this into something really, really no, special. No pressure, Callis, at all. <laughs> <laughs> he can, he'll do it. He will. He will. Um, turn it into something special, and then we just, we're going to um, release it on the target, maybe shift it a little bit because it took me so long to get this stuff to him. But uh, 16th of June yep. um, is our target. It might slip a little bit, and and um, that's uh, fine because of we just I'm not that clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to be clever, um, but Carlos will get the uh, Carlos will get the the the, the story out. Um, we then take that. We share it. We're still going to raise funds. The whole walk was raising funds for um, RSL. Uh, WA companion program. And how did that? How was that done through Facebook? Through page, a GoFundMe page. GoFundMe page. So yeah. 2019 Gib, Gib River Road Challenge is the GoFundMe. Yeah, it's still open. Still open, right? Um, and there's a link to that via my webpage, which is the Healthy Warriors. Healthy Warriors webpage, uh, right? So Healthy Warriors with an S, and it's dot uh, com dot au. Yep, and I'll there, post all this up on my Facebook Instagram page as well. Yeah, information for your socials. There is a guy running a Healthy Warrior. Okay. Uh, he's flogging stuff completely yeah. different bloke okay healthy warriors yeah um, this the, the if we can tie the all of this together and the fundraising goes into matching unwanted pets with veterans that are suffering yeah yeah um, okay. about that pet buddy system works yeah we've got the camaraderie in the military brother and arms brother and sister side by side yeah um, we're out in Civvy Street um, we may have failed marriages. We may have failed um, business ventures. We had, so we're all down. Yeah, yeah. An animal, in any form, an animal just gives you unconditional love. And it's a responsibility, isn't it? And I've that's gotta the key. I've got to be good. I've got to feed this dog. I've got to make sure he's all right. Mate. Exactly. Look after this cat. I've got to whatever it is. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's where I reckon that's so important to stop at the gate and have a reason to stop. I've got responsibility. Yeah. Not just kids. Yeah. Not just grandkids. Not just mum and dad. Because sometimes people feel like their kids hate them and things like yeah. that. I'll be, they'd be better off without me. And all sorts of things that go through your head when you're really dark and down. You know, you know the dog doesn't hate you. That's the it. Dog the dog loves you. Unconditional <laughs> love. Yeah. It's yeah. that animal. You show respect to that animal. That animal gives you 100%. Yeah. Even um, if you're a prick to them, they'll fear you, but I still love you, unfortunately. But that's the way they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, they. That's why they're. That's where those unwanted pets. Yeah, yeah it, they tie into to veterans, um, and the veterans are not. And I want this whole thing to not just be soldier driven, um, soldier navy air force. Um, I want it to include the coppers, the fireys, the ambos, and nurses because they yeah. they offer the same thing to the community. Yeah, my wife's a nurse. She works out community actually as well. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's important to me. I, these people make all that effort to help then they should be recognised and supported for that service. Yeah. Um, we have volunteer. We have a day for everything today. We have ribbons for this and ribbons for that. Um, and it's yeah. all getting lost. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want us to focus on um, supporting, and I've driven and I've picked veterans because I'm a veteran, um, 
fix this PTSD issue, um, come up with a way to uh, service and support the guys in the bush, and then once we figure it out to do that with the veterans, then we transform that to the to the kids, um, to the to other aspects of the community. Um, let's just work on one aspect first, get yeah. it right, and then transpose it to other areas of the community. Yeah. Um, if we can achieve that, um, and I save one life by doing this, I'm in front. Yeah. I've my my dog sitting over the you know the black dog sitting over my shoulder, but sitting on a mat. Yep. He hasn't sat on the mat for years. Yeah, right. Um, but he's sitting on the mat, and now he does as he's told. Um, the gate's basically locked. Yeah. Um, so there's no more worrying about going down that path. Um, the path's there. I can't change them. I can't change history. Yeah. It's been there. Um, what I can do is is make the future better. And if I can if I can make the future better for myself, and I can help someone else and show them the path from where I've been. Yeah. To where you can change your life. You don't have to become Greg. I'm just going to show you the skills yeah. and the path to move forward. And then it makes sense of your journey as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Why you've been down that pathway, mate. So you, cause you need people who've lived it to be able to help other people who are going through it. You know what I mean? You and don't have someone that's never been down there telling you, hey, mate, this is what you need to do with your life. You know, everything's been And that's why I was saying put defence people in charge of defence yep. persons. That makes sense. That's, ex- that's where I'm at. So... We've covered the Gib River, mate. You said you had some um, some interesting animal uh, interactions, and besides the dingoes, oh, I did. What? Tell us a little bit about those while we're at it. One of the one of the funniest ones. Um, I, I it was the middle of the day. Uh, I I was about. Uh, it was on the northern side, so I was walking from Home Valley back to Allenbrake. Um, I've come around this bend, and I'm looking for one of my markers. Um, uh, WA has every uh, up the Gibri Road. They're all ten k markers. Yep. Um, uh, and then beside them, they're all wrong. <laughs> um, the ten k's. Some of them were fifteen k's. Some were lazy doing the job. Oh, <laughs> and the left and the right side of the road were bloody five to six k's apart. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but the only way I knew it was right is the old mile markers were true. Okay. So, what they look like? Um, so they just a uh, bit of bit of um, a star picket with a white post, you know, a um, couple of inches thick and about uh, two foot long, and it has a mile mileage on it, so yeah, right. 145 miles yeah. sort of thing. That's been there for a while. Yeah, and they are. They're very old. Um, but I was sitting, and I come around this bend, and I, and I was, uh, it was a bit of a, the grass, the uh, spear grass was about nine foot tall, and that's not a lie, um, and I was like, and it was a bit sandy, and I thought, this is, I'll have a bit of a rest. Every now and then I'd sit here and have a rest, have a drink, um, gather my thoughts, and then head on the path. So I'm having this rest in a bit of, tiny bit of shade in the middle of the day, and a willy wagtail. I'm just sitting there, doing nothing, sort of just being really relaxed. And this willy wagtail comes down, he sits on the road. And then he's, willy wagtails are always moving, you yeah. know, they're always wiggling. Twitching around. Yeah, always twitching. Anyway, this one's looking at us, and it's black. It's completely black. No white on him. No white. Yeah. And it was like, wow, all right. And I, I didn't want to move too much to grab the phone to take yeah, a picture of because yeah. I didn't want him to fly. Twenty-five minutes, this bird hung around. Yeah, right. I had a really good rest. Yeah, yeah. But twenty-five minutes, this bird is bouncing around. He's chasing ants. 
and showing them to me. Yeah. Uh, he's chasing uh, bugs. Then he flies up uh, above us and he grabs a... And I didn't look up. I thought, oh, he's flying away. He comes back and lands down with a giant cricket. Yeah. <laughs> a massive cricket. Is he sharing? Yeah, he's bouncing <laughs> around showing us. And I was like, wow, this bird is just having a ball. Um, and eventually he's smashing the cricket apart and he ate one bit and then he picked up another bit and took off. Yeah. This, that was an experience. Um, a couple of bulls, I, I'd, uh, I'd taken on uh, I'd three lots of bulls. Uh, the south side was... Taking them on. <laughs> yeah, no. This was a, yeah. And just staunch them out, get past. We, uh, we, yeah, I did. This, <laughs> um, this, it happened three times, but the, the last time was the most uh, entertaining. Um, I'm not, I, I carted um, cattle before, so I've, I know how to deal with cattle um, uh, in a big mob. Um, so I thought one on one wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. Even if they are 400, 500 kilos. Yeah. Um, and in the end, I still run faster than them, and I can climb a tree. Um, <laughs> if it all went really bad. Uh, but at this last one, I had three bulls. Um, they're all young fellas, you know. Yeah. Um, put it into t- uh, perspective: the teenagers, yeah. 18, 19 year old teenagers. Right. Um, so I got these three young bulls, and they're all, and they got some horns on, and they're all they're walking down the road, the Gibb River Road, um, heading north, and I'm heading south. And, uh, and I saw them about uh, 150 metres ahead. And I thought, oh, they'll walk off into the bush. Yeah. Um, so we got within 50 k's of each other. And then they sort of went, oh, there's someone coming or yeah. something coming because I had all my army gear on. And they go, oh. So they kept coming. 50 metres. 50 metres. And then I was like, and I've got a, I got a, uh, a twig for a stick, a walking oh, stick. Oh, OK. It's very, very flexible. Um, it's the worst walking stick I've ever had in my life. Um, but it was. Why did you really, have it? Uh, I don't know. I, I had a f- tripped and f- had a f- fall. You didn't find a better stick. And it just happened one. to be, and it fitted me thumb. It, that's right. how thick it was. It was fitted me thumb. And we, it, it was a bit of a spring thing. It was all right. Anyway, so I've got this stick, and uh, I've got a high vis wrap around uh, hat on and glasses. And um, these three bulls are walking at us. And one takes the lead. So the one on the outside, he takes the lead. So the other two are followers. So I found out who the, the yeah, alpha male was. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, I just kept walking. And the track's not very wide. Um, wide enough for one and a half cars. Yep. Some of the spaces now are getting wider, um, particularly with the roadworks that are going on. But this particular area was uh, one and a half cars wide. And uh they're walking, and they're on the left side of the track, and I'm on the right side of the track. And they walk, and and the other two, they've propped with 20 metres to go. Yeah. Um, they've propped. What's that mean? So stopped. Okay. And the two at the back, they're like, we're going in to destroy it. As soon as you take the lead. Yeah. The third one, who Waiting was just, he was half a body length in front. Yeah. So they were waiting on his instructions to go. Yeah. And you could just see they were sort of lowering the front down, ready for the charge. <laughs> and and the lead bloke, he's looking at me going, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I'm not I'm not backing down, dude. I'm walking. You can walk down that side, I'll walk this side. And, yeah. All right. Come within 10 metres. And the, the front two are starting to drag their feet, ready for a charge. Yeah. Um, and the lead one's 
He's like, I'm looking him eyeball to eyeball. Yeah, he's and feeling I'm, the pressure. He's like, yep, he's about to go. And I was like, all right, this is it. And I got a stick. I got a twig. It's feeling smaller and smaller and by the minute. Yeah, and I was 10 metres away from these things. Anyway, he goes. He, seeing his eyes, he was about to charge. He takes off. But he takes off and goes immediately left, straight <laughs> into the bush. And the other two, they're going, rah! And then they went, oh, shit, he's gone. So they bolt to the bush. I win. <laughs> oh, mate, it was a hairy moment there for a minute, but and then they walked out. I walked past them, and uh, they walk, and they come back out and walk back, back down the, the road. Track. Yeah, a win-win. Nice, that's a game of chicken right there. <laughs> I was, it, it was at those experiences. A dog uh, um, down uh, dog dog. Uh, yeah, he was a wild dog. Well, I don't think it was dingo. Um, may have been, but anyway, he's walking down the road. Uh, walks off to the bush. Let's me pass. Yeah. Comes back out. I turn around. He walks back in the bush. I walk up a bit further. Come back out. He's he's walking. He's checking. Yeah. Then he walks down the road. I'm like 100 metres in front of him. So, um, a lot of experiences like that. Um, didn't run across a snake. Um, surprisingly. Yeah. Right. Um, lots of goannas. Um, uh, pig. I could hear a pig. Uh, uh, I had one of my nights A pig was within about 20 metres of us yeah, right. Big Razorback um, But he didn't actually come in I was ready for him But he didn't actually come in What does that entail? Uh, yeah, I was, I was going up a tree Yeah, right I picture you there with a knife in your hand Squatting down for a minute I, Well, I was, I was prepped Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the tree's the first option Yeah, the tree yeah, was the yeah, first no, option smart man, yeah um, But uh, I had a, one of my camping sites I'd set up, I'd just finished setting up and it was early um, on the south side and they, there's a heap of cattle on the other side of the road about 100 metres away and they're just grazing their way up. One bull's on this side and there's a fence, this strip of dirt and a tree and then the road and then the rest of the cattle on that side. One bull's come up the fence line Yeah. and he's a bit older than the 19 year olds, he's a full grown bull and he wanted, to, he wanted that tree. And I had already set up camp at that tree. And I was like, no, dude, this is my tree. And we had a Mexican standoff. Yeah. And I had to, I had, to, I did, I had taken my shoes off, boots off, and I had um, a pair of thongs and a bloody slip down. And I'm chasing this bull in a pair of thongs, going rah, <laughs> trying to be bigger than him to, to show him away. And it took, uh, it took a 10-minute chase yeah. to get to finally for him to give up. The tree. Well, he kept you stopping. He kept keep, keep coming back. Yeah, he yeah, come back. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I and I was, if he had to come back one more time, I would have had to give up the tree, and there was nowhere else to sleep. Yeah, I would have right. been out in the bush. So there were lots of fun, lots of fun. Um, yeah, you, it was you, a, you enjoyed it. Yeah. Absolute privilege. Yeah. Um, Daniel Ellis, uh, he is. He just cemented the whole reason why I did it. Yeah. Um, meeting that young man, a complete. A million to one chance yeah. of ever stumbling across, and it's the midpoint of the yeah. Journey. That was so it. The second half of the journey that just, just felt punched really it. good. Yeah, oh, punched it. To do um, the guys over in uh, that did the Kokoda hundred k's in a hundred hours, um, they actually broke their to the physical walking, and they did like thirty six hours. Yeah, um, I couldn't actually work it out, but I think I'd done a hundred k's in about thirty hours. Yeah, right. Because um, I had lots of sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I had yeah. lots of rest. Um, I slept on a rock. Uh, one one section, um, which is not unusual being a soldier, we always slept on rocks, but um, 
this one stop of the 150k marker, um, it was all shale rock, so it was all jagged and it was yeah. all really, yeah. really rough. Lots of spear grass and oh, it was just a mess. But in the middle of it was this big flat um, slab of rock. Yep. And I just went, That's me. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the rock. <laughs> and it was hot. Yeah, so it was yeah, actually, right. it was really relaxing for the back and everything yeah. while I was lying down. Lose um, everything up. Yeah, oh, it was it was an absolute privilege to, to lay on this rock for a night's sleep. Um, but it, it was it, it was an experience. Um, and no other cars? No. Nah. Because it wasn't open? No, nah, it was not a lot, eh? It, it was hard to pick up hitches, hitcher yeah. rides. Um, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be walking back, and I hate backtracking, but yeah. I'd be walking back before I got a ride. Yeah. Um, Alambray, I'd stopped at Alambray, and people came in... Um, Alambray's uh, scone sensational. Uh, that's their motto. Yeah. Um, they make scones. You go into the homestead, you have scones on the Gibb River Road. Oh. Very, very special place. Make the effort um, to go up there. Uh, Home Valley is an, a, a doorway to a, an oasis uh, of yeah, the Kimberleys. Right. Um, our Quest Rose sells itself as a... Um, sells the same... Sites to see, yeah. um, and it has its own. They have the Chamberlain Gorge, um, very special boat rides and that. But it's just expensive, you know. Yeah. You got yeah. Home Valley, it's same, but, same, but, but cheap. Yeah. yeah, and and you get uh, you get um, uh, indigenous locals that actually show you the the, yeah, right. the, the places. Um, go and see the sites and and um, go and see show your secret spots. Yeah, yeah, uh, nice. which is really really special and important. Yeah. You know? um, Mount Barnett is the gateway to, to that end of the Gibb River Road. It's basically central. Um, it's it's uh, Manning Gorges. Um, they've got heaps of gorges. Gavin Gorges is one of the most special ones, uh, just south of Mount, uh, Mount Barnett. Um, over the top ranges. <laughs> that guy's crazy. Runs a tyre business, mechanical business. Yeah. 30 kilometres south of Mount Barnett in the middle of the bush. <laughs> and it's... Outstanding man, yeah. outstanding man. But he gets a lot of call-outs. He does, yeah. uh, a lot of call-outs. Um, and he got a little camping area. Yeah. So, um, again, just there's so much to see up the Gibb. I cannot tell you how special well, you it is. We just to do it, put it on the list because we're looking at uh, a big trip next year. We haven't decided where. So maybe it'll be the Gibb for us. Okay, um, two weeks is not enough. Two um, weeks not enough. Uh, but if you're driving a car, yeah. you don't have to walk. Yeah, I won't be walking. <laughs> Wind's just bad enough with two kids in the car, mate. <laughs> uh, but, Gay, there's so much to see. You could, you could, yeah. spend, you could spend six weeks travelling yeah. the Gibb River Road. But you can do it in three. Yeah, yeah, easy. Comfortably uh, in three. Um, you just won't see everything, that's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah, we can always go back, mate. Yeah, that's it. And it's only up the road. Yeah, yeah mate, that's what we live up here for, get out and about and see it all. That's exactly right. Um, have you got anything else on the horizon? You're still recovering from this last one. No, I've, uh, I just, uh, <laughs> I've contacted some mates and young Daniel. Um, I've, I've uh, shared him into the process. Um, I was going to do a casual. I need. A, I haven't had a holiday in 15 years. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm going to have a break. Yep. Um, but I thought I might do a casual. Walk. So I thought maybe Tasmania. Oh yeah. Um, do a couple of checks there. Yep. Uh, Young lass over at uh, South Edmund. Get your cold weather gear ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she suggested this place. Um, she's a travel agent at the photography place. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. Don't have, remember the name, sorry. In South Edmund there? Yeah, South Edmund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but uh, she suggested a couple of little tracks um, uh, pretty cheap so I offered that to me mates a couple of the, these blokes are the ones that dropped out on you from the Gibb River <laughs> no no this is uh, these are guys that um, uh, I did Kikoda with yeah right um, uh, and both two of them are, uh, run treks yeah uh, adventure bound I walk with uh, Ollie uh, Fowler uh, and the other bloke is Cam who runs 100% Kikoda yep but Whilst I presented this idea to them about just a casual Tassie walk, Cam's gone to Everest. He's yeah. in Everest at the moment, right. and he's setting up some uh, three tracks, uh, tracks to go and uh, have a go. Um, so we may end up back at Everest. Yeah, okay. Um, which won't be out of the question. One of the other ones is uh, in the next ten years is Antarctica. Wow. Can I walk to South Pole? Um, one I said to the ABC radio uh, when they interviewed us on Anzac Day um, was uh, Alice Springs to Newman. Yeah, right. Um, that's wow. that's going to be in the next two years. Yep. Uh, that'll be on the cards. Um, three years, because two years we're going back to Kokoda to do the 80-year uh, walk. Righto. Um, what do you reckon about um, incorporating a drone into your gear, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody oath. Yeah. Um, Callus, I'm going to... Once he's, once he's done this, I'm going to get him to be a teacher. And yeah, teach, yeah, yeah. Teach Pick me some skills. Like, what's, the, what's the easiest gear for me to carry, mate? Yeah. Some, some really good footage of it. Yeah. Obviously, you've seen his footage. Yeah, he's great. very clever. And the drones these days, mate, it's just off the charts, isn't it? I've got two, and I can't fly either of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, at least you've already got them. Yeah, yeah I'll, get him to teach, I'll get him to teach us. Um, so, we're an hour and a half in. I'll move through some of these last bits here pretty quick just to, to say, um, well, I'll come back to this. First of all, I want to hit some, some local events around town, as I always like to do. I'm covering with you quickly and, 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 and um, get your, your opinion on a couple of bits and pieces. Yep. Um, we've got the Moscow Circus in town at the moment. I went on Friday night yep. with my wife and the kids. We had a ball, mate. It was absolutely great. I thought it was going to be more stunt bike um, heavy, but yep. it was a lot of acrobats and yep. um, you know, tightrope walkers. Um, stuntmen, things like that. Yep. It's really, really good. And we were talking earlier about these separate communities throughout Headland, and, and there's certain times where that comes, it comes together. And yep. it felt like me and my wife said when we left, said, "This is what I love about being out in the country." You know, like it felt like we were all there together. Yep. Not like it would at a big event in the city. It felt like we were there with all those people. It was a good yep. vibe. It was a good feeling. You know, it was a nice sort of um, intimate kind of little tent circus there. Yeah. Had, had a great, uh, great night. They put on a really good show, mate. The kids had a ball. So that was that's obviously in town at the moment. I think they're doing their last show today. That wraps yep. up. Um, we got the um, state of the Mark, state of the art music festival on next Monday. It's because WA Day next weekend. So that's a public holiday. Yeah, lucky doors. Mate, What's a public holiday? I'll be working at the moment, <laughs> but I'll probably knock off early to get down to this um, state of the art music festival that's yeah. down at the Civic Centre there. Good near us. A bunch of um, bunch of bands on. A friend of ours, Bella Blakemore, she'll be playing as well. Okay. So I always try and encourage people to get down to the local events and, and check them out, mate. And again, it's all about that community, man. It's yeah, things exactly. That, there's things to do this time of year in town. Yep. If you look out for them and you get out and, and, and have a bit of a, a look around. So um, another one coming up is the Twilight movie series. Again, it's Civic, Civic uh, Centre Park. This works brilliantly for me, man. I'm about three streets away from it. Yeah, right. I can walk down with the kids for these things. Watch Excellent. Lion King, 29th of June, that one's on. That's, and that's uh, not the cartoon one, it's a real one. 
I was on the impression that it was playing the old one. Oh, are they? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. You got me thinking now. They just played um, Mighty Ducks last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they're playing older movies, you know. I don't, right know, I don't know if it's the new one. I'm going to look into that because they they've done a remake of it coming yep. out pretty soon. Yeah, they have. They... And Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin's uh, just come back out. What's his name? Will uh, Smith. Will Smith. The only person I would accept taking on the junior role after Robin Williams would be exactly. Will Smith, mate. Exactly. Pretty, pretty, pretty happy with that. Yeah. So that's out. We'll go down and check that out, mate. Like, be nice. I guess it's on the Friday, 29th of June, I'm assuming it's a, a Saturday. Friday yep. or Saturday night. And go down and watch a movie under the stars. That'll be good. Good one for the kids. Um, I'm going to get you, I've already covered the doco. We reckon maybe mid-June that'll be coming. Yeah, probably, we, it'll be, we've, we've, we initially planned last week the 16th. It yep. might slip a little bit, but that's all right. We'll Mid June, keep it real, yep. um, keep it still relevant, um, keep the story going, yeah. um, and then yeah, yeah. I, I want to share it. Um, I think we're, I think we're YouTubing it. Yeah, I think. I have to check with him. Whenever it's out, where whatever forum it's on, I'll do my bit to, to yeah. link and share to it as well, and, yep. and, and try and get um, people who who, who, are, who follow me over to, to look at it as well. Yep. Um, get your opinion on the. I had a little bit of a, a, a bitch last weekend about light-hearted, about the... So we've got the Grain Omas coming through town yeah. right now, right? And we stuff them over there at the Overflow in the yeah. town. And I just reckon it's just a shit-out spot to put people. It's not just Grain Omas. There's all sorts of people coming through town this time yeah. of year. And we give them a, a patch of dirt yeah. and just say, stay there for three days and then piss off out yeah. of town, mate. Do you, do you not think we could do something a little bit better? It's a, it's a representation of our town. It is. Um, we don't... look. Uh, our caravan parks are, are very strategically placed. Yeah. Um, yep. and, the, and for someone who lives in a caravan, I can tell you uh, um, it's, there's only one that's flash. <laughs> Yeah, Cook Point um, there. Yeah, Cook Point, and, and yeah. that's one that's got shade and a bit of... But it's it's full of park homes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which makes it hard for tourists to come and park the event. Yep. Um, we do need somewhere uh, shady, uh, nice and green, uh, good toilet facilities, um, somewhere where they can just relax. Yeah. Park their caravan, jump their car, go and tour the town. Yeah. Um, and then back to their van and, and be on their way. Well, that was my idea. I mean, if we want to keep that spot, could we at least throw some cracker dust down there? Maybe a, shade, a big a big picnic shaded area? Yeah, shade. You know, Shade's the key. An information board telling yep. you where Pretty Pool is, where the Atelier, you're across the road from the lookout. Here's where Cemetery Beach is. Here's what's on in the next couple of weeks around town. An ablution block there. Yeah. So they don't have to keep, you know, getting out their grey water, yep. and, you know. And just make it look half decent. Maybe a fire pit in the middle, something like that. You, you, this is a little bit sidetracked to what you're saying, but over the last uh, couple of weeks, I've actually been thinking, um, we do a lot of half things in Headland. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of lots of half a lines of trees down the roads. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why don't we line the roads with trees? Yeah. Why don't we finish that job? Yeah. Why don't we have parks that, are, that have got trees, um, a botanic sort of a, a feel to it? Yeah. You know, somewhere a little bit lush, somewhere... Someone can go and read a book comfortably yeah, yeah. Um, if they're that way inclined um, without worrying about uh, all the other issues that we have in town. Um, if we actually start to put some facilities uh, in, they're going to be community orientated. Yep. Um, people might actually start to embrace them. Yep. Community veggie gardens. Yeah. Um, they work in great in lots of towns. Yeah. Um, but we're a little bit worried about our community at the moment and the way we're behaving. Um, 
if we start to build them, there's they'll couple, come. There is a couple of community gardens. Yep. There's one, one uh, pretty cool, I think there's one in South. And yep. uh, my brother's just come to town recently, and he keeps bees down in Perth. Yeah. And he's got on blind and asked about keeping bees and where, where he'd be able to do that in town, and got the big no, no bees allowed in, in Headland. Apparently they're not allowed in the township. We, uh, the community garden people were saying, yes, 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 get we, them in. We, uh, life won't survive without bees. No, no, I don't understand. Full stop. I didn't realise that it was a thing that apparently some townships don't allow uh, bees to be kept in town. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Politics. Yeah, yeah. So it's no go on the no go on the bees. So you're with me on the on the overflow there. Yeah, bloody anyway. Do a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. So, so when they leave, they drive out because there's going to be thousands of people coming through town this season. When they leave Port Hedland, they don't drive out going. Oh, that was a shit hole, wasn't Dixon, it? Dixon. Red dirt in their mouth, quite literally. Old, old days, Dixon out near the walkabout there. Uh, Dixon used to be a magnificent yeah. um, caravan spot. Uh, unfortunately, the the restaurant burnt down and 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 everything's changed, and now it's the landing. They've still got a small section out the back for caravans, but it's not um, its not like the old days, yeah. where it used to be a really flash caravan park. Yeah, right. Um, now, it's a, now it's a FIFO, FIFO camp. camp. And, yeah. it, and we just... I like, I'm over FIFO. It destroys towns. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to get much support from me in FIFO side. No, I'm with you. Bring yes. the people in, bring the families in, build, a, build the town to have facilities for the families. Yeah. And watch it grow, watch it blossom. Mate, I know because I work on a lot of these houses, there's hundreds of empty houses sitting around town and then they've got all the FIFO camps full. It's yep. not by accident, you know. It's yeah. something that's been driven. Plan, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't like it at all. I don't no. like it either, mate. We, and I'm, the politics are going to change. Family. Yeah. Look at Caratha. Caratha, and they got the super town status before all the, everyone else did. Yeah. And they got multi, multi, hundreds of millions of dollars spent on it. Um, they're slowly dropping the FIFO camps. Yep. Slowly. And filling the town, yep. Um, and it'll grow. And Carrath is going to be a monster. Um, they've got some good, good pub spots there. The Tambray, I was there yeah. the other week. When, well, so we went down to Carrath. went there with the kids. Great big area for them to play. We stayed. My wife was doing some training there for work, so we stayed in the apartments in the centre of the city. You know, through her work. And there's cafes below you, and there's yeah. a out off the back. And there's a bit of life going on around yeah. the town. It felt like a, we felt like we were. In we a used to town. play. We used to play indoor cricket at the tennis at, at the tennis court. Oh at yeah, Tambray. Yeah. Um, I then designed. Uh, I was a captain of Karatha Golf Club. Yeah, right. Uh, I designed moving the indoor cricket facility to there. Yeah, okay. Um, and I believe it's there now. I believe yeah, it's actually yeah, set yeah, up yeah, and I running. Think it is, yeah. Um, that's that's all you need. Create, have an idea. Yep. Put it forward. Make it happen. It took ages, um, yeah, and obviously I'm not there now to to see the the finished the result. Benefit, yeah, yeah. But I designed it. I yep. presented it to the shire, and I gave them an opportunity. This is a much better venue. I think things happen, from what I've heard around town, things happen, things happen a little bit easier in the Shire down there than, yeah. than, than here. So. We, and that, that's just people. Yeah. Um, and it's because... No, it's just people, yeah. It's just people and it's because uh, self-importance. If we if we can drop self-importance... Work and together, we th- as you were saying, yeah. all pulling in different directions. Exactly. Mate, so. Unite. Unite and bring this town back together. Um, it doesn't matter if you're green, blue, black or white. It's... If you've got a passion for your community, um, your community will grow. Yep. I I ran uh, Audrey River Sports Club in Karanara. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the show I wanted to demolish it. Uh, it was it was financially um, in the red bad. Yeah. Um, in two years, uh, so I picked it up on the in 2014. Um, I made it in August. I made it financial again by December. Wow. January the roof collapsed. 
because of a storm, yeah. wet season storm. So I rebuilt it, transformed the club completely, yeah. um, and made it a community venue that everyone wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And they did. People came back in their droves. Yeah. Built it they, and, and gave it to them, and they loved it. Yeah, and it's all that people need. I often say it around. Like, so I, I don't mind coming down the Esplanade here. It's you know a little bit more expensive than some other places in town. It's not a club, but they put they put the effort in. They have a crack to yeah. make it a nice place to come. There's plenty. Of, I'm not going to you know. I'm not, again, it's positive. I'm not here to bitch and moan. But there's yep. places in town that don't put the effort in. Yep. And you think if they do, people will come. We used to have the Finney Club in South Headland. Yeah. Uh, they went under for financial reasons. I think it was tax related, but that was a good spot. They put in an effort. There was a community feel, and it was full from yep. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That place was full every week. You know, was it not that. a was it not an indoor sports centre? Yeah, I don't know because it's not too hot to play sports outside in summer. <laughs> but it's if you have an indoor sports centre, yeah. you can have you can have um, um, indoor cricket, indoor volleyball, indoor soccer, yeah. uh, indoor uh, hockey. Yeah, there's I well, had a hundred of them. You've got the Wang and Kara Stadium and JD Hardy, but they don't do a lot of those other sports inside. They no. do the soccer, the football, whatever inside, and, and that's about it. Yeah. So put 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 a put build it. They will come. It yep. it cannot tell you how strong that statement works. Yeah. Um, if you build it for the community, the community will grow. Yep. Full and stop. Starts with the funding, doesn't it? Yep. So, well, mate, I think we should wrap it up. We're an hour and forty in. Um, we've had a good yarn. Cheers. Um, is there anything else that you, you want to talk about or promote, or people you want to have a shout out to who you've been who, who, who've um, been there sponsoring with you? Yeah. Like so um, Rivet, obviously, that's my employer. Right. Um, they uh, they uh, helped us, gave us the time off. One uh, helped us get to uh, Windham and back with the fuel. Um, so thanks, uh, Rivet. Um, Smirky Sports, a blooming boots in training. Um, I think he's on Andrew. I think he uh, said, here, put these boots on, have a go. Yep. Um, great boots, um, great hiking boots, so thank you very much, Smoky Sports. Um, uh, Pharmacy 777, Leo, um, what a guy. Yeah. Great guy. Get into there. And just to, even to have a chat with a, a young fella. Um, he's really community orientated, very passionate about um, Port Edland. Um, he helped us with. Um, uh, uh, band-aids and, and um, tape and so forth. Is that the pharmacy in Port or South? Port Edland. Port yeah, yeah, Port Edland. Um, we trialled uh, some uh, gel, blister gel socks. Yeah. Yeah, complete failure. Right. <laughs> Get rid of those. They, <laughs> they gave me blisters. Yeah, right. What about the bamboo? Yeah. Do you use bamboo, bamboo socks? socks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wick the moisture away? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Leo at Pharmacy 777. Um, uh, that's the locals. Um, broom... Bunnings supplied the boxes for us to store the water in all the caches. Right. Um, Norforce, Norforce, uh, um, I spoke a lot with them guys and did the planning, being ex-military. They really embraced the idea and really supported it. Um, and then one of the guys donated uh, uh, old vest, old uh, webbing and then gave me one of the new webbings yep. um, to wear. And That was an experience, not being prepared for that. Um, but that's how I carried my gear uh, on the wall. And then uh, uh, Kimberley Caravan Park, uh, Kimberley Entrance Caravan, yeah, Kimberley Entrance Caravan Park in Derby. Thanks very much. Um, Mount Barnett Radius, uh, Jade outstanding. Uh, Allenbray, go and have a scone at Allenbray Station. Um, make that part of your journey up the Gibby River Road. Home Valley, can't sell it enough. Um, 
go and stop there for a couple of days, use that as your launching point to go and explore the northern part of Gibby River Road. St John Ambulance uh, up in Wyndham. Uh, Simo, uh, very close friend. I was an Ambo up in Kununurra. Um, so Simo bent over backwards and helped us. Um, and Dick Daniels with the Wyndham RSL, thanks very much for putting on a, a great Anzac Day. Um, to you, thanks very much for giving us the opportunity for chat. No, and Callis, um, can't wait to see what he does with all my stuff. Yeah. I, I'm really excited by what he's doing. Um, and yeah, get behind... Healthy Warriors, www.healthywarriors.com.au. Um, it's it's there to a support. It's to encourage people um, to be their best. Um, there's a weight loss program associated with it. If you're keen to lose weight, but if you, I'm all about the positivity. Yep. If you want to have a go and be the best person you are, um, I can help guide you. If you're struggling with PTSD issues, um, depression, and you're looking for a way out, I've been to the gate. I've come back from it. Um, don't be afraid to ask because I'm ready to share. Um, I'll give you the. I'll tell you what worked for me, and if that works for you, outstanding. If not, and we need to find another path, by all means, I'm here to help you. Um, and if you're interested in trekking, you know, and and challenging yourself, um, I'd love to get indoor sports going here um, yeah. to direct my energy, so I don't have to go on these monster walks. Um, <laughs> but. Let's do it. Let's let's be adventurous. Let's let's um, push yourself to your limit. Find your limit. Challenge yourself. Be the best person you can be. Um, that's all I offer, and that's all I'm doing for me. And if that works for you, that's what I'm here for. It's a beautiful thing, mate. And we've got your healthy warriors on Facebook. Instagram is uh, yeah. Uh, Instagram is the I think it's Instagram is Greg dot uh, one eight six. So that's your Instagram. Yep. And you're on LinkedIn as well. People can find you there, mate. Correct. So. Uh, on, on that note thanks again for coming on mate I love your story I love what you're doing um, it's been a great yarn and uh, yeah I really appreciate your time mate I'll um, do everything I can to get the message out from my, from my end as well cheers so, too easy go ahead cheers, no worries that's it